Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I want to send a shout out to the Newstead family. Congratulations to you and Maddie Newstead, a new graduate, and uh, Liz Dameworth and her family for uh, for their graduate as well. And all the graduates of 2021, I salute you guys. Congratulations, you know, for being successful, closing one chapter of your life and opening up a new one. Um, and for all the careers that you guys are going to pursue, uh, you know, I wish you guys well. Uh, I also want to thank everybody that's uh, been sharing, subscribing, that's been tuning in and tapping in with 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 El Nino. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and and you know, I just I love what I do, man. Like like I'm fulfilling the mission. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, you know, I, I appreciate you guys for contributing as well. Uh, today we got a guest, man. I, I tell you what, the biggest part of of of, of the El Nino Network and this podcast, and and even though I ain't got cut no checks yet. I'll tell you what, man, it's priceless, the relationships that I've been building with the people that I've been meeting. Like, the network is just amazing. I have met some really, really great, amazing, talented people, and 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 I love it. I love creating this circle of unity, of talent, of power, of strength, of awareness, and all that good stuff. And uh, I've been sitting here kicking it with this brother, man, and he's got a lot to contribute, man. This is Kane Perez, man. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? I appreciate you having me here. Um... Yeah, like you said, Kane Perez here. I appreciate all of y'all. I'm looking forward to the interview. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. It's it's definitely, uh, you know, I looked you up, checked you out, man. You got a whole lot going on, bro. Like, like you stay busy, man. You got a lot of content, bro. Yeah, I try to stay at it as much as I can, you know, trying to push as much as I can just so more people can get familiar with my face and stuff, you know. I figure the more chances I get up to bat the better chance i have at hitting a home run you know what i'm saying Ooh, so i like that i like that philosophy that's good so listen man tell a little bit about yourself tell everybody where you're from where your parents are from where you grew up who you from where you from who you with you know how to go so uh both my parents my my dad actually is from rouge um he grew up in rouge and my mom is from ecourse and the rouge which is, and yeah and it's kind of funny because you know rouge and ecourse like you know, they always been, they would be beefing and bucking back in the day. So it's yeah, even funny. Yeah, man. When I moved to Rouge, everybody's like, we don't mess with E-Court, yeah. we don't mess with Southwest. Yeah. I'm like, that shit's not going to work out for me. I got right. cousins all through the yeah, whole, everybody's all through the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that ain't, that policy ain't going to work for me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they grew up in Rouge and E-Course. Then when I was born, I, uh, I grew up in Rouge. I lived in E-Course for a little bit. And, uh, eventually we moved out to Wyandotte and I basically graduated from there. So... Okay. A little bit off through Down River, you know. So, so um, tell us a little bit about your parents, bro, and where they're from. Oh, okay. You said they're from Rouge and for E-Course. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you're you're um, you're the oldest, right, you were telling me? Yeah. So I'm the oldest. I got two brothers, Armani and Sage, and then I have a little sister named Aliciana. So I'm the oldest out of all of them. Man, what's it like being the oldest? Is that, you know, it's like... Uh, What's that sound, I do. bro? I keep hearing that sound. Sorry, everybody. But go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Um, it's like being the oldest, like you said, with like we were saying, a little bit older. Maybe a little bit of responsibility to like, you know, do well. That way, I can help my brothers and my family and stuff like that a little bit and stuff, and just trying to show them more so now, you know, how to try to go after what you want. You know what I mean? And to and to do something with yourself trying to be like set an example of that you know what i mean that way my mm -hmm. brothers can look up to me and be like if i want to do something no matter whether what it is i could do the same way that kane does it so i'm trying to do that for them you know so you had set a standard for them trying to yeah okay you know something like that for them you know when we was younger you know i didn't really understand that or grasp those types of things so you know we was just you know, being boys and stuff and just, mm -hmm. you know, how boys are just messing stuff up, being bad and stuff like that. But, uh, what's it like? Like, did you guys wrestle? Were you guys fighting? Yeah, we would be, that's did what you it guys share stuff. No, nah, we would be fighting and wrestling, all type of stuff, <laughs> beating each other down, making my mom mad, all, just breaking stuff, breaking windows, all oh, type of stuff. That's what I'm right, just being bad, being boys. But, uh, you know, we all 
calm down now. But that's and that's what I'm saying. Like for now, like being old, the older brother and stuff like that, just to try to do something to show that it's possible. You know what I'm saying? For them to have somebody like that. No doubt about it, man. I just, uh, you know, being the oldest, it's like I always looked at it like the oldest was like the problem child. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much that you, you know, were the actual problem, but it's like you're, you're the mistake child because the, yeah. the parents made all the mistakes with the first child. Yeah. So like me being the oldest, I endured a lot of stuff mm-hmm. from my from my mother, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And from my, you know, my parents' situation that my brothers, you know, they didn't have to, they didn't yeah. have to deal with, which they I'm got, grateful they for. They cut a little slack. Yeah, they yeah. cut slack. I yeah. ain't get cut no slack. I got my head busted, you right. know what I'm yeah. saying? I ain't, they yeah. let me get away with nothing. Yeah. But you know, it's all good though, bro. Yeah. Um, so what was it like going to school? Well, going to school out in Rouge, def- you know, I grew up in Rouge, so it was pretty much normal. You know, I was used to it, and I had my friends and stuff like that. And I played football, so I had a lot of friends that way and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Football and baseball when I was younger. River so. Rouge Panthers, baby. So, you better um, knew it. So so when I was playing football and stuff, I made a lot of friends. So I was cool with all, like, my... What school did you go to? In Rouge, I went to, well, I went to Walter White. Like I said, I started off there, and that was like kindergarten, preschool. Okay. And then you went to Ann Visgar for elementary, and then uh, I went to Sabbath, that which was the middle school before you go into the high school. Okay. And, um, you know, like I said. Did you I ever make, did you ever get a chance to go into the new high school? The... No, I never got into the, I never okay. got into that. I was already uh, gone. I think they had, like, built that all, like, right when I left, too. Oh, okay. Like, the, the new high school and stuff, but i never been in there, you know. But I still got... You know, some rude people that I still talk to and see that remember we remember each other and stuff like that. A lot of them moved away too, and moved out of Rouge and went somewhere else. So, who got uh, you into the sports at that age? Even to be that young to be in football and stuff like that, like who who was it that inspired you to do that? My, my, mostly my dad, probably. You know what okay. I mean? And just my family. My grandpa, uh, you know, he was bigger into baseball, and my dad, he, I think he played football when he was growing up and stuff. They always had us in sports, basketball, football, baseball. Keeping you, know, you guys so, yeah. uh, productive. We played baseball in a, in a e-course off of Pepper Road. You know, you know Pepper mm-hmm. Road? Yeah, there. yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever played. Or you're from Rouge. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, so off of Pepper Road. <laughs> so, yeah, and we played that in basketball at St. Francis, so. Actually, with your uh, your brother. Yeah, I was about your to say, my brother, my brother used to coach at uh, St. Francis Xavier. Yeah. He coached a basketball team yeah. there. And while I was in prison, he used to send me pictures, yeah. you know, of him and the team. And my son Victor was on his basketball yeah. uh, on his basketball team. He was his coach as well. Yeah. Uh, I ran into a guy uh, named Pablo. Do you know who Pablo is? Um, they call him Finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's my Pablo boy. Pleasure. Yeah, I played with him too. Yeah, Pablo yeah. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I met him. He's like, man, you're Bart's brother. He's yeah. like, man, that was my coach, bro. Yeah. I was like, damn, man. that's sweet. Yeah. No, Bart definitely got a lot of love from the uh, from the basketball movie. Yeah, because I, I I just found out he, he had coached Bart. a couple years at Holy Redeemer as well, yeah. man. So yeah. and, you know that's something that I'm really proud of, man. Because yeah. he he's something that he should be proud of yeah. as well because. At the age that you guys were young, you know, now you guys are grown. That's somebody who who played a part, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, your growth and develop and you. Contributed, yeah. contributed to yeah. your growth, you yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. And that's something for him and anybody to be proud yeah. of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so um, so you said after you end up leaving Rouge, uh, you end up going to school in Wyandotte. Yeah, so I left from Rouge and then I ended up going to Wyandotte and I went to middle school there. And I, uh, what was that transition years. like? Like, what was different between like cultures? You know, between going being a Rouge, where you know we got we got a few rough edges on us, yeah. you know, and then going to Wyandotte. Yeah, definitely was something different because out here, you know, in Rouge, there wasn't that many Latinos, like Mexicans or Puerto Ricans or anything like that. There was a few, you know, but I was one of the only. But there was not really much. Uh, you know, like white people in 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 Rude and stuff like that it was mostly black culture. So I grew up with them and was mm-hmm. used to being around that. You know, what I mean, more mm-hmm. than anything. You know, what yeah. I mean, so going out to Wyandotte, where it's not like that and it's mostly white people, it definitely was like a big difference in seeing just the Absolutely. world and stuff and the way people act differently and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's it definitely a culture shock. It was a culture shock and a difference, definitely. But like, I think it was a good thing because I got to learn how to be with different types of people and it kind of well 
rounded me. You know what I'm saying? So it made me like I could be with if I could be with these people or these people or that people and all. And it just made me realize like race is just we're all humans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we're all the same. We're different, but we're all the same. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no doubt it was a about good it, thing. Man. I think it was that's beautiful, thing. bro, yeah. because that's one of the biggest assets that that was contributed to my life through all the traveling that I had done, yeah. living in different areas, even within, like, living in Chicago, uh, living in L.A., living in Southwest, living in Rouge, yeah. uh, you know, just different places. Like, even now, I live in Taylor, yeah. and it's, like, totally different. different. I love living out there. It's very inspirational, a lot of money, a lot of business stores, mm -hmm. restaurants, everything is movement, you know? Yeah. And then, like, I spend most of my time Southwest Rouge E-Course. These are my mm -hmm. stomping grounds. This is where I work. This is where I do mm -hmm. most of my work. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it's just it's just a different vision, though. You know, you see so many burnt-down houses. You see poverty. You see homelessness. You see addiction. And not to say that you don't see it everywhere, but when you come here, it's very it's very in your face. Yeah, like you're living in it. Then, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. It's really sad and it's unfortunate. But I can say that, you know... Uh, you know, we getting there. We getting better, man. And uh, we just got to continue to push forward with that. Yeah. So once you get to Wyandotte, like, what's life like now? Like, um, you know, for the transition for you and sports and, and just socializing. And I, and I think it's great that, that you were able to learn so much because I think that's one of the things that helped me get so far in life and get along. I became yeah. a people person. Yeah. I could speak everybody's language. It didn't yeah. matter if I was in a black community, white look, uh, community, even a Latino community. Yeah. You know, there's diversity within the Latino yeah. community. You got the Cubans, yeah. the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, yeah. you got Chicanos, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then like here in Michigan, especially like in Detroit, down River area, we're very diverse. You know, we got Arab people in our communities yeah. Yeah. and it just, and it's diverse and everybody, everybody Everybody, um, you know, is able to meet each other in the middle, bro, and relate yeah. in some form or, or another. And I think that ultimately it's, like you said, the fact that, you know, we all humans, man. Yeah. Even though we have different cultural belief system or whatever it may be, you know, we all striving for something better. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So making the difference, like, it, it was... It was kind of a little difficult or weird, you know what I mean, at first, but I got used to it after being there for so long. But it also made me... I was di a little bit different, you know what I'm saying, because of that. So it made me, I was my own person, you know what I'm saying? So it was like I learned a lot of things, like, by myself or, like, you know, by being, not being, like, clicked up, like, growing up when I made that switch, if that makes sense, kind of, if you get what I'm saying. So, like, not that people didn't mess with me or whatever. I had mm -hmm. friends and stuff like that, but I was never, like, all the way in there because I, I would just. You never had, like, people. a social I never had a core group, you know what I'm saying, like, when I switched people, over yeah. there, you know. But like, would you consider yourself to be a drifter? I just got a lot. When I got over there and I started dealing with different people, I would just hang out with different, all different types. Whether it was like athletics or it could be like art people. Did you ever like, hang out with what, different circles where they start talking about different each other circles? Like all oh, the jocks, like they're yeah, always this. Not really. Not then, that I can remember too much like that. You know. That's like that seems like like a high school movie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know that's yeah. what I that's why I imagine it'd be yeah, like yeah, that, like yeah. you know. And then it's like yeah. because even in real life, bro, like people do do that though. When I, yeah. when I was in prison, I yeah. hung with different, you know, yeah. I hung out with Melanic, Sedation of Islam, brothers from Morris Science Temple of America. I had bunkies that were skinheads. I yeah. knew brothers that were Odinists, yeah. you know. And then we got you know just different religious groups, different belief yeah. system. We had a hostile organization, and yeah. sometimes you would hear. Oh, man, I'm hunky this and this, that, mm. and the other. And yeah. then the white guy, man, this, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, you know, I'm a neutral party. Like, yeah, I, you right. know what I'm saying? I'm that's why I felt like it's like, neutral. That's how I always felt about yeah. a lot of things was neutral about that. So that definitely is like kind of how, that kind of does play into how I am now. You know what I'm saying? A little bit because I'd be chilling by myself, like just trying to work on myself or figuring out what I'm doing, like. You know what I'm saying? I don't really hang out. I got I got a lot of friends or like acquaintances and people that I meet and stuff like that. But like day to day, it's like I think about like what I'm doing and then like I focus on like doing that. You know what I'm saying? Me mm -hmm. and my girl. And that's about it. Do you think you know? that that's something that you grew into yourself? Like, is that part of your nature? Or do you think that there's something in life that contributed to you disconnecting? Was there bad experiences with people or were you just always naturally more of a loner? I think it was just, I don't think I was naturally a loner because I would be with people. I'm not going to say I'm a loner type like that because yeah. I'm not. And I like going places and I like meeting new people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But um, 
I think it was just making the transition, you know what I'm saying, okay. from coming from over there in Rouge to coming to Wyandotte, where, like, I was one of the only Mexicans there. there they used was to call couple, it White Dot. That's what yeah, they used to call it, yeah, White Dot. Yeah, they called it that, too. <laughs> but um, being one of the only Mexicans there, not that many, at least, so it was like I was kind of by myself, and then I ended up being become, actually becoming friends with my now-current girl, and then we ended up dating, so I spent a lot of time when I was in high school, I was dating her, so it was like me and her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And is she white? She's actually Greek, Mexican, and white. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she's a mixture of stuff. I'm a mixture too. I got white in me too. And uh, both my parents got white. No. Mm-hmm. My daughter, she's half white. Yeah. I, I think all yeah, oh, my kids got some white in them. Right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm about to marry me a white woman. You know what I'm saying? So you know, if it ain't white, it ain't right. <laughs> But that's how we that's how we get down over here in Michigan, old Detroit, Michigan, the lifestyle. You got to love it, baby. <laughs> Good old Mexican thing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But um so when you were in Wyandot, did you play sports and stuff? And shout out to Dolores Megason and Raquel. Congratulations. She just graduated from Wyandot. And uh, much love to you. I believe your son did too. I don't know. Everybody graduated. Salute to everybody, yeah, man. Congratulations to all of y'all. <laughs> But like, did you play sports in in, in Wyandotte? And then what was that like? Yeah, I played uh I played football in middle school in Wyandotte, and then like my ninth grade year, I played football there. But I always played baseball the whole time I was there, so I was more into baseball, doing that. Baseball was my thing, you know. Okay. Probably when I was young, you that... looked like a boy baseball player, like a professional. <laughs> like I need your autograph or something. When I was uh, when I was younger. That was probably my thing that made me want to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like what I'm doing now, but like, I wanted to be a baseball player. You know what I'm saying? Or be like an MLB or something. Damn, like that. that's I was probably cool. like, you know, like young, like the first thing that I thought like I could try to do. Do you know what I'm saying? So, see, I wanted, to be, I wanted to be Ultimate Warrior. That's what I wanted to be. You wanted to be a wrestler? Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro, yeah. wrestler. Yeah. No, but that's cool though, bro. Baseball, and, and you seem suited for it though. You know, Can't, even the name Kane Perez, like yeah. I could see wearing a jersey. You know what I'm saying? Number twenty one. Yeah. No, that's dope. Yeah. So what what position did you play? I was a pitcher, so I, I would play. I would mostly be pitching. Sometimes I would play third, but uh, usually third or pitching, just because I had a good arm. So what happened with football? It just fell to the wayside. Yeah, it just kind of lost interest in it. You know, when I was younger, I liked it, but I, I probably I was never really good at football. You know, it wasn't something mm-hmm. that I wanted to do. I wasn't really good at it, and then I would want to be like a running back or like a wide receiver, but I was like a lineman because I was chubby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I wanted okay. to do something cool, but I was on the line and shit because I was just a chubby little pudgy kid when I was growing up. So uh, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of just lost interest in it. So were your parents supportive of them decisions, like when you lost interest in the sport? Because sometimes, you know, you know, some yeah. some you for kids when they're younger, they get tired of playing the same thing, but they're forced, you know, you're by their parents, you're going to play soccer, you know, you're going to keep playing, but I don't want to, but you're going to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, yeah, they didn't really, they didn't really mind or care too much. They, uh, my oh. parents weren't real pushy on wanting me to do something specific or anything like that. They didn't really... You know, they kind of let me do what I wanted to do. If I wanted to do something, you know, and they would recommend things. But my dad, he wasn't really a big sports guy like that. So it wasn't, you know, he didn't really care. I don't even know if he played football growing up or not. <laughs> he just told you, I was he like, played. Al Bundy. He's like, Al Bundy, black guy. I know he played baseball. And I think he told me that he swimmed when he, for a little bit when he was in high school. Oh, okay. So I don't know if he played football. So what was the difference in the quality of education from experiencing the education in River Rouge school system and then going to the Wyandotte school Mm -hmm. system? Did you, was there a difference in like curriculum? It's kind of hard to say because being young, when I was in Rouge, I can't really remember exactly the way everything was, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as like what we learned and stuff like that. I would say it was about similar. It wasn't too much off. When I was in school in Rouge, I was learning stuff and doing things, you know what I'm saying, and whatever, and heck, had all that. So um, as far as just the just the main difference was just the people, you know, and the way that they act and seeing more people who were like poverty strucken in comparison to out in Wyandotte, you didn't really see that. You know, everybody was had what they needed and stuff. So 
that was probably the main difference. But as far as like the learning in school curricular, I wouldn't say that it was much worse or off or anything like that, you know, but just a difference of. Was there a difference in the way the teachers taught or the way they treated you or was it like pretty much the same? I would say it was pretty much the same for me. I don't think it was too, too much, too much off. Wanda definitely probably had some different you know what I will say? When we were in high school, I don't know if Rude has something like this, but we had like auto shop, metal shop, wood shop, those types of extra type of classes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they had any. See, when I went to the old Riverwood yeah. school before, they had wood shop and yeah. stuff like I was yeah. in it. I failed it, but I was in it. <laughs> yeah. You know? But yeah. yeah, they had. I don't know what happened with with uh, with the new rule school. Yeah. Uh, like like um, I work at the DHDC as a youth mentor, and we got like the number one uh, robotics program in Michigan. Yeah. And um, and and River Rouge has a robotics team that's part of the DHDC. Yeah. And um, and I was asking them because they were always coming late, mm. getting there late. And I'm like, man, what's up with you guys? Like, you know, how come you guys keep coming late? Don't you guys got a ride or whatever? And they were talking about how how whoever was in charge of like the sports going on in Rouge, because, you know, the Rouge, you know, with football, basketball, the boys are doing their thing. Mm. Was it 2019? Rouge uh, Panthers won the, won the championship. Yeah. But they were investing so much in the sports you know, into the sport teams yeah. and, and, and the robotics team felt like they were being neglected. They weren't being provided the transportation and everything that they needed to be able to come <coughs> down to the agency and, and be into the program like that. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So I feel like a, <coughs> I feel like a big part of this new, uh, the new Roots High School that was built mm. was aimed and focused at the sports development. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the probably. Community. I would probably say that. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, when I was young too, when I was playing football, I knew that there was going to be that the generation. Well, actually, I've been out of school for a minute now, and they just now won a couple years back. But I know, like, they were good when I when I played football and Rouge and all them guys. Mm -hmm. And they, I don't think they made it into the uh, finals. But I know the past few years, Rouge been. Uh, getting in getting in and they just won like a district championship right or something yeah i did i was at that game yeah. uh, uh my brother took me to the game yeah. that they when they had won the championship in 2019 mm. so yeah they definitely did their thing you know I, man i came home to a whole new river rouge though bro <laughs> i came home and i'm looking around like all the places that used to be like pt yeah. store jay's market fairway like all these stores like you know, like it, it just wasn't popping no more. But one thing that was popping was the the dispensaries and room. Oh yeah, all up and down. Yeah, I mean, you can go on either side of the street, and every fifty feet, you walking into a new dispensary. Mm -hmm. I said, damn, it looked like New Orleans there, or something there over there. More too. They got like there's like eight emeralds right now or something. I swear, I, maybe not that many. It's like six of them though for sure. But there's oh, a lot. You might be right there about eight, eight of them, and, they, and, 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 and more to come. They building them. They yeah. buying these buildings. And there's a little, and little room. Little right? old Riverside. Right. Well, look what, what, what we found, right. you know? Hey. Hey, it's all good, putting man. That money, putting that money towards helping, you know, whatever. Absolutely, the roads man. or for the school. You need to focus on that robotics uh, program, though, right. for sure. Get the money to the robotics program. Yeah, <laughs> man. But listen, though, bro. Yeah. This is engineering. We're talking about engineering, bro. Yeah. At the DHDC, bro, they got representatives. They got uh, uh, master engineers from Chrysler, from Ford, from GM. They come down and they mentor. So these these are the future. These kids yeah. here of, of of engineering in America. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying and beyond. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's something that you know it, it, that needs to definitely not be uh, overlooked. No, you know yeah. what I mean because yeah. uh, that's definitely part of the production of of our country and mm -hmm. and the evolution of humanity. And, and uh, you know, like I said, the future is, is in the hands of, of, of the generations coming up. Yeah. You no, know, definitely. They need to be making sure that they're getting what they need because uh, they're doing the right thing already. You know, they already know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. They got it figured out. So especially though, especially in an urban community, especially in Southwest Detroit, yeah. because like when I came up, bro, like wasn't nobody talking about I want to be a basketball player. Wasn't nobody talking about like I want to be a doctor or, or an engineer or a fireman or a yeah. police officer or a yeah. lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. None of that. Everybody wanted to be a gang member. Everybody wanted to be a drug dealer. Everybody was just following suit mm -hmm. you know so now when i can when i can come to a safe place in a 
community that was once ravaged by blood and violence and gangs and drugs and see that these generations that are coming up are educated now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're pursuing new things. They're not even thinking about, you know, a drug abuse, sex abuse, violence and all that. They're thinking about growth. They're thinking about education. They're thinking about progress. Like, like that's that's beautiful. It's, it's nice to see, you know, the, the generation is coming up, you know, doing all these great positive things, man, that are going to pave the way for a whole new future for, for humanity. Yeah, no, definitely. That's what, so yeah, like, as bogus, they're not getting the right things that they need and they're already, they're really trying to work towards something. Mm -hmm. Not saying that the athletes ain't too, but like, yeah, obviously yeah. that's more, you know. It, it, it contributes to the infrastructure yeah, to of the country and society. society. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah. And, uh, and, and at the end of the day, man, so are we, bro. Yeah. You know, we, we, we contribute to, to the infrastructure, the new standards in which the community should be able to function to coincide with the standards and expectations of society as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we are giants, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just growing into ourselves. Sometimes we got to go through some shit. Sometimes we got to take some losses, some disappointments, some heart grief. But at the end of the day, man, you know what I'm saying? We still stand. We still walk as giants, bro. And we still move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me ask you this. After you graduated from Wyandotte, like, what was your aspirations? Where were you headed? What did you want to do? <clears throat> I when I first got out of school... I did go to college. I went to college for a little bit, but I didn't really know too much of what I wanted to do. I did it for about a year, and then I kind of just stopped going. I took like a semester or whatever, two semesters, and then just stopped. And then at that point, it was basically like, well, if I'm not going to school, go work. You know what I'm saying? So I tried to go. I got went to go look for jobs or whatever. I was working at Kroger. I was at Kroger for a while. I was there for about three years, and that was a cool job was a bagger and stuff. So I was just making money and just trying to figure out, I don't know, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but then when I started working at Kroger, I met my boy Keith and he made music and that's what kind of got me introduced into uh, starting to make music. Okay. So my first job really led to that Led to that. So the job was really a stepping stone but yeah. it also put you in a position where you was making money. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything happens for a reason, yeah. bro. So what happened when you meet him? Was he sharing his music with you? You digging it or yeah? He, he told me that he, you know, that he made music and stuff and showed me his stuff and I thought he was, I thought he was sweet. And I started hanging out with him and going to the studio with him. And then after being in there for a while, I just decided like I'm trying to make a song, you know. So then I made a song and then ever since then I just been at it. And that's probably you know when I made my first song maybe about I don't know maybe like five years ago. I ain't got my glasses on. I can't even see, bro. So you messing up. Okay, my bad, bro. Nah, yeah, it's real everyday people, y'all. What I'm gonna do? We can't get the shit together. We've been supposed to get this shit together with color coded cards and everything. We ain't did nothing. These are yours, ain't they? Yeah, they are. Here they go, right here. <laughs> Left my eyeballs okay. over there. I know what you're saying, though, man. I'd be blind too. I couldn't see what was under there. Yeah, I, I don't know what are you talking about? You do. I don't know. Try again, Morasoka. I don't even know how I'd be out here blind like this, driving and everything. So, like, you just jumped straight off into college just, just for what? Just because that's the next bet. That's what people expect. You graduate high school, you go yeah. to college. Yeah, and it was like, because I just didn't know. When I was younger, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I don't think I had much of a sense of self mm -hmm. so much. I was still trying to figure out who I was, what do I like, you know what I mean, those types of things. And at that point, the only thing I really had or what I knew was just my relationship because I was dating my girlfriend all through, like, high school. Oh, okay. high school, her sweetheart, shit. Yeah. So it was like, that was, like, all I knew, but I didn't know anything else. I was just so far out my girlfriend's ass, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was no like, about it. I don't really know what I want to do or what I'm about to do or da 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 you know, so did I just she, went to... Did she ever try to steer you in one direction, one way or the other? No, she never really did. Because she didn't know what she wanted to do either. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like... Boy, to be young us. again. Yeah. You know, so... It I'm was kind of like I just was going there to go see, like, what... You know, maybe I'll figure something out. I don't know. I was going for... I took, like, an architecture class, but I just... Just what made you sign up for it or initially did you just trying it out seeing if you would yeah i just wanted to it? see if i'd grab interest in it and see if i if i would mm -hmm. like it it sounded interesting because i liked 
art. I was big into like I like to draw and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, architecture. What did you like drawing? Nothing really specific, I guess. Just whatever, like just maybe like crap. like cartoon characters, or you know what I mean, That's stuff I like love, that, or yeah. like little or uh, football players, or like wh whatever rappers. You know what I mean? I might do something and like that. What about so, like graffiti? I never really got big into graffiti. At one moment, I did because one of my friends did it, okay, and he kind of got me into it, but I didn't. You ever spray paint any walls? No, I never spray painted walls. Man, that was the first place I started. That's where I practiced my art skills was on people's <laughs> houses and garages. Apologize if I did. I was young, but you know, I spray painted my own house. You know what I'm saying? My own yeah. garage and everything. My no, mom kicked my I, ass. I never did the spray cans. I only ever did like them little square. You ever seen when people would have like the little square uh, post post packages? Like no, the post, I ain't never uh, seen that. USPS, and they would just like use like Sharpie. And they would just draw like graffiti style, but they would draw it on there. And then some people, they would just, they're like stickers, like postal stickers. And oh, they yeah. put them on like poles and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's kind of how that people, so they would draw on those. So I used to oh, do that. And it'd be like your name, you would like tag the little thing or whatever. Oh, that's and sweet. So, I never even knew that. Yeah, that's something probably, probably younger generation than you probably started doing that or something. Mm. And then they did it. People still tag, obviously, but like people. That was like kind of the style, you know what I mean? It was like a thing where I kind of started doing that. And That's my sweet. Name. I'd like to see one of them. Yeah. That's dope. My buddy, uh, Porfidio, he got me into that. So. Yeah, I've seen like some of the dopest like art. And like I used to live in East L.A. with my dad. Like they had some of the dopest cultural art that I had ever seen, bro. Like, And it was just like like murals, you know? Chicago, Chicago has some of them amazing yeah. artists out there, and again, Detroit's starting to get them very, too. Yeah, no, they're everywhere. Like we there now, yeah. bro. And I mean, I be bending corners all through the neighborhood, yeah. bro. I've been all through, yeah, what? Ellesmere, everywhere. I'm like, damn, this is sweet. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I could stop by every place right. and take and pictures. Look at it and take a picture. Even my family trees, they got the Southwest with the Sacred Heart with the hands. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, man, that is just so dope, man. And yeah. it just, you feel like a sense of pride yeah. when you drive through there and you see, you know, because the art is a reflection of the people who come from the community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I really enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And even like when I used to live in Chicago, like, I mean, like they used to call them bombers. You know, these guys would take like these fat ass Krylon markers and Krylon spray paint and just everywhere, bro. Like in the movies, like a New York movie or mm -hmm. something. It was crazy, but it's just people being creative. And I like that now, you know, urban cities are adapting places where you can go skate now, where you can do graffiti mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, like, Roots has that big dope. skate park. In, uh, yeah, in yeah, that's at sweet. Memorial, yeah. yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's a big skate park. Too. We were just on uh, 23rd and Jefferson over there. Uh, me and my boy Christian, um, he works with me at the DHDC, mm. and we were over there collecting the damn uh, Whippet uh, canisters, bro. Oh, man. So, you know, the DHDC was like, man, we need some volunteers. We want to go around the community because everywhere you go, residential streets, parks, everywhere in the neighborhood, you see people just dumping 20, 30 of these little little canister things, you know, yeah. these little Whippets. And it's like, come on, man. Like, we got, <clears throat> they're building us a nice park, skating park, where... Mm families people they got a little dog park and everything and i'm like damn that's dope right in the middle of southwest like who would ever thought that we'd have something like that and i know we ain't perfect you know what i'm saying and i'm not here to, to judge nobody but at the, dog but park, at the end of the day of whipping, yeah <laughs> like man what, you know what are you doing here man yeah. it's family it's kids it's dogs it's people yeah. don't nobody want to see that shit don't nobody want to pollute that shit yeah. but that just comes from an impoverished mind state yeah. you know what i'm saying but i don't know why they're dumping it on the floor just throw it away or yeah just th that's what just i said throw the shit away throw it in the trash or dump that shit on your own porch right. but don't go driving down the street just dump them in front of somebody's house yeah. you know that's terrible man that's so disrespectful you know, in more ways than one, man. Yeah. You disrespecting Mother Earth. You disrespecting yourself. I'm sure your parents taught you better than that. Yeah. And you disrespecting the, the, the community, the residents, your neighbors, yeah. everybody, man. Yeah. Get your shit together, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna keep cleaning up after your ass. <laughs> For real. Thanks. Yeah. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, so when you said when you met your boy Keith, he the one that kind of got you off into music, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so he really introduced me into it. And then, um, you know, I started making music. I made one song. And uh, when I put it out, it did pretty well. So I've just been hooked ever since then. I just liked it. I like doing it. You know what I mean? The process of creating it and doing it. And, um, you know, getting that response from people, you know, and then. Did not, not your homeboy, was he like full-fledged in it? Did he do it for recreational purposes or 
What did he inspire you to get into it? And did you guys ever make a song he, together? We have anything? we have made songs. I think we made one song together. Actually, we haven't made that many. We should have we should have made more for sure. But um, he he was trying. He was doing. He was doing. He was pushing out a lot of music, and he was uh, I would say he was like full time into it. Like that wasn't like his. His his job wasn't really making no money off of it, but he was doing it. He was trying to take it as far as he can. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. he, he, we were working and he was making music, so uh, that's what he was doing. And um, shout out to my boy Keith. He's the one who really got me uh started with it. So without him, I don't know. Are you I ever still in touch with him? Yeah, or? that's my, yeah. I still Keith, I still what's talk up, to Keith. Boy? What's going on with See him? You? Hang out with him. You know, and he still he 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 still actually does drop music. He drops music not. Not all the time, but he he does he, he'll drop a couple of years still. He's dope. He's different. I fuck with Keith. So, okay, that's yeah. cool, bro. Hey, it's not never too late, man. You know, no, you guys, it's not. You know, to to get together to see yeah. how you guys' music mature. Yeah, you know what it I'm might saying. Match, yeah. Even like your voice, everything matures. Yeah, everything you know? changes. Yeah, especially your voice, because once you find your voice after doing it for so long, your confidence and your cadence and stuff like that, it's a big difference. Sometimes yeah. I listen to old stuff, I'll be like, man, you know, like, this is horrible. It just wasn't com as convincing, you know, because I just didn't have the confidence or the, uh, you know, when I first had started, kind of was learning and stuff. So, oh, yeah, because, like, you know, when I was younger, you know, we, I, we, we, being, you know, the fun fellas, we, we would, we all thought we was rapper, we could rap, you know what I'm saying? And, and I ain't gonna lie, we probably was sweet, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But, Nothing like we used to just perform at the local barbecues, the local, you know, uh, hall parties, stuff yeah. like that. But, um, you know, like we never knew the craft. We never knew the skill or the science yeah. to it. We were just about, it was an expression of our lifestyle, of our struggles. Of, you know what I'm saying? It was mm -hmm. almost therapeutic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because when we were, you know, freestyling, we would just, we were telling a story. You know what I'm saying? And nine times out of ten with the things that we were talking about were were very true. Yeah. So, um and, and I hear so much passion in people's music today, you know, and, and people are talking about things that people should have people are rapping about things that people should have discussions about. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it definitely is a way to express yourself. So whatever it is that you're holding in or you're thinking about or whatever like you're going through it'll come out like subconsciously through your music without even necessarily thinking too much about it. You know what I mean? And you'll just be like, and then, but that's the type of stuff that everybody's going through. Everybody has some types of thoughts and that's what makes music relatable and therapeutic for people when they listen to it. Cause they're like, you know, oh, I relate to this or I feel this or I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? It's like a spirit. It's like a spirit almost, you know what I'm saying? It captures different energies or uh feelings or whatever you got going on yeah because you, know? you 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 know you never know who's listening to your music how they connect with your music yeah. the impact that it's making on people's lives yeah. like like you you hear people talking about how a song saved their life yeah you know somebody was on the verge of suicide yeah. or or using drugs or joining a gang or just doing something destructive yeah. or negative or yeah. maybe they were in a bad place they were depressed and heard a song that just Touched them, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Lifted their spirits. Related to them or almost, you know what I mean? I made Because I think a lot of times, sometimes people will feel like they're alone or nobody feels like they do, you know what I'm saying? And you hear some stuff and you're like, this is exactly how I feel. Somebody else going through this, you know what I'm saying? It makes you feel a little better. And music, it's like powerful, you know what I'm saying? No music, doubt. So. And it's like, you know, music, it was powerful. You know, they say the most powerful thing is the tongue. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because the yeah. tongue, you can create war, you can bring about peace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With the tongue, you can yeah. create life, you can destroy it's life. Like your words create reality almost. And and it's so influential yeah. because even when I'm driving in the car, I could be listening to the music Soul Child. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm grooving. You know, okay, let me. I put some ice wear bezel on. Now yeah. I'm now I'm perked up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now I'm turned it up. Now right. I'm riding different. Right. My old dropping pints are different. Dropping pints off. Yeah, <laughs> got four two done now. Now I'm different now. Look, I was just cruising with music, so child, yeah. enjoying to yeah. teach me how to love. Now I'm like ready to up the skull, <laughs> up the skull. I'm like what? <laughs> but it's just it's influential. It's a, yeah, it's, there, the it's like an energy in the in the, in the, in the, and it captures you. That's why I like about music, though, and just I like that there's a lot of different, 
genres and different types even within rap i feel like there's different genres within rap you know what i'm saying because you got people who make different types of rap so it's like i like listening to kind of stuff like listening to the ignorant stuff and everything in between singing all that type of stuff because that's all different energies and moods and yeah. people you, you ever heard of uh selena what was your homeboy's name to rap danny something what was his name the from detroit he was on ridiculousness the black dude that he was on ridiculousness. His name was uh Danny something man. Got a missing tooth and everything. He oh Danny silly. uh he was silly as hell. Danny uh Danny Brown, Danny Brown yeah. yeah. Act like you don't know Danny Brown. Yeah, Danny Brown. But like he like he was from repping Detroit, yeah. but he was in his own in his own zone. Yeah, he had his own way yeah. of doing though his look. Like yeah. so a lot of people would be like, Oh man, that you can't represent Detroit, you know, because yeah. you know, everybody think that Detroit, everybody gotta have a Pelly, some Cardi's on, a strap, the yeah. money. Like like there's so much to Detroit culture, yeah. man. It ain't yeah. just about you know one way yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. every look look at uh when you looked at bazaar off of d12 yeah. or you know you look at eminem's music compared yeah. to you know anybody else's like everybody just has their distinguished way of doing things yeah. and still represent detroit you know yeah. in its own way you know yeah. yeah no definitely so that's what i i like that i definitely like that too and i like listening to all different peoples and styles and stuff like that so i try to be I feel like sometimes it makes it hard for me as an artist because I like so many different stuff and I want to make all different types of music, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like, I like to do aggressive music, I'll sing or I'll do whatever, you know what I mean? I have, I've been like bouncing around trying out different sounds and styles to see like what I like, you know what I'm saying? And trying to figure out what's the best lane for me or what should I try to do, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I looked you up and I was just like damn but this guy got all kinds of shit going yeah. on all kinds of videos i seen that funny video you did with geo yeah. geo that's my man shout, out, yeah. shout out to geo he was yeah. in the cypher yesterday much love yeah. to you boy but um that was comical because i love mariachis first of yeah. all that's my thing is the mariachis so yeah. that's really what caught my attraction and then just the whole vibe of it was like so cool bro like i can't yeah. you know like i could see a song like that slapping in california somewhere you know yeah. what i mean like yeah that beat that beat was yeah so it was yeah. just real like yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like it was sweet yeah so. that's definitely one of my favorite that's one of my uh favorite ones for sure and that was a fun video to make doing what we did you know, and we started the concept. And you know what's funny about that video is that first I, we were going to ride horses, right? And I found people that had horse, mm -hmm. but we went out to go do it, but it got too dark and we couldn't finish it all because we had to do, do, we had to do this whole, we had a whole storyline, you know, if you've seen the video. So yeah, I did. we ran out of time and it got too dark. And then the girl with the horses, she didn't let us come back. And then I'm like, well, now I don't know what we're going to do because our whole storyline is messed up you know what i'm saying because yeah. we wanted the horses and my we were like well we'll choose my dad's tractor he has a tractor so we use his tractor and rode I'll on that you what, i don't know about getting geo yeah. on the horse you hear me you <laughs> had a hard time with that mug because i know i had a hard time with it you know what i'm saying he was struggling but he got up there we both got up there hell so, no that would have been lit though I, I would like to do try to do something like that i would try to do creative concepts with videos as much as i can like to do different something different you know so growing up like who did you listen to like music wise rap wise r&b wise did what about mexican music did you grow up I I've, heard to lot, like... I've heard a lot of mexican music the only band i can probably tell you that i remember specifically because my grandpa would listen to him a lot is uh cumbia kings the cumbia king yeah so i've heard a lot of cumbia kings growing oh, up okay okay then your, your grandpa was a, a shaker and a baker then yeah, huh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh so yeah the cumbia kings like that well i mean and like uh reggaeton i guess you know that yankee like some basics like um omar uh Don Omar. Um, yeah, um, yeah, Daddy Yankee, a couple of them, but I never got too deep into that. I was mostly always listening to rap because that's what my parents listened to, you mm -hmm. know. So, and what generation like, of rap did they listen to? My dad really listened to a lot of Jay Z. Jay Z, he that's one of my all time Z, favorites. So I definitely listened to a lot of Jay Z. Um, Fifty Cent a lot too when I was growing up. Probably Fifty Cent. Oh um, man, I was. Dmx. Dmx. You know yeah, Rough Rider, yeah, Blind, um, Hot Boys. He probably was a no limit, you know what I'm saying? He yeah. probably was rocking with the so no limit. A lot limit. of those a lot of those guys and um, you know, like Kanye. But like when I got older, like, you know, my favorite artist is probably Kanye. 
of, out of everybody, West. like all this, you know, all his his whole collection of stuff. I really like Kanye, um, but like I like I like so many different artists. I liked Mac Miller a lot before he passed away. Rest in peace, Mac. Yeah, there's a lot of people I, that really like listening to his music. Yeah, I liked Mac Miller. And people um, that got really like intimate with him though, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. his life and all that. And you could yeah. tell that people get in deep with the music and with their story yeah. and, and with their lives because yeah. when they do pass away, bro, like, you know, people are really hurt. People are yeah. really, like I when was Tupac hurt, passed I loved, away. I loved Mike Miller. Yeah, like that was like that was like that. You know, he wasn't obviously Tupac was a little bit of a big Oh yeah, yeah, him. absolutely. But it was but the first time I had seen the like the same way like a you lot felt of people about it. People weeping. felt about that, yeah. So a lot of these young artists are dying too, man, from drugs and or they're shooting each other. It's crazy. What do you think about that? Like, tell us, you know, what do you think about the ups and downs about the business? You know what I'm saying? And and uh, you know, it just seems like everybody want to be the best, but in order to be the best, that means that you know you, you got to be better than everybody else. Yeah. You know, I feel like we can all be the best. We can all win together. We can yeah. all do this together. You know, you can do it in your own right, with your own skill, your own path. You know, some yeah. people are blessed. I, you know, I feel like as far as that goes, like with people competing with each other or like feeling like they got to be the best is like, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not, wouldn't be worried about that or like, you know, being the best in my area or whatever. I just want to be the best version of me. You know what I'm saying? Or do whatever. I feel like everybody has a million fans out there. You just got to find it. You know what I mean? Get them to. There's so many people, especially from this area, from Detroit, from uh, Down River, from anywhere throughout Michigan, mm -hmm. all over, really. People that are really ta super talented, you know, and they just need to get their stuff out to the right crowd of people for it to be appreciated. And that's, you just, you, you just keep working until you find them. You know what I'm saying? You got to find that crowd or whatever. So, um, I think people are really talented and should just and, and, and focus like, on build, like doing their own thing, you know what I'm saying? And building whatever, if it's with the team or by mm -hmm. themselves or whatever, but not be caught up in all this local competition or nothing like that. But what I, what I like about your music is it's very mm -hmm. unique. It's very personalized by you. Yeah. It's very Kane Perez, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like other music, sometimes people try to be compatible or comparable. Yeah, to, like Detroit, to especially like Detroit, because a lot of the music is kind of similar. Or it kind of has like a similar sound, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people take that lane, so it's like, you know, I try to be as you too much as much as even if I try to like might adapt the style or do something, I like try to make it into my own. You know what I'm saying? Or like, do but then when you do that, own. it's like people want to bash. Oh man, that ain't how Detroit get down. That ain't yeah. how we do. That ain't yeah. representation yeah. of Detroit. Yeah. And it's like, listen, bro, we are diverse. We are yeah. multitaskers. We are multi talented. Mm -hmm. All that good stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's no one set lane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For for you know for for evolution and in, in the business of people of yeah. humanity of music and you know and and even from Detroit, bro. Yeah. You know? And like music is so subjective. You know what I'm saying? So it's like any sound could be appealing to a certain group of people. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff mm -hmm. might sound really good to me that you think is horrible and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But there's people out there that genuinely like will like that sound or like whatever. So it's like I think it's better to just be your, you know, try to be yourself. So mm -hmm. do you do you listen to Detroit rappers? I do. I like Detroit rap. It had to grow on me. At, at first, I didn't really care for it. When I first started listening to it, I really didn't care for it too much. And then more and more Detroit artists, music started getting bigger and then I started listening to it more and it takes you a minute. I feel like a lot of it at first, because it sounds like it's off beat, but it'd be like off beat on track, if that makes sense. Like it's like they rap it, they just do it differently and you got to listen to it a few times to get it. And then once you get that fucking feel of it then you're like oh yeah this shit is hard you know what i'm saying there's a lot of detroit rap that i like i like a lot of detroit rap who like who specifically do you listen to from detroit like that you like some of your favorite rappers i really like sada baby um mm -hmm. i like cash kid i don't know if you ever heard of cash kid yeah i heard before. of cash kid cash sure. kid is dope um i swear uh i don't listen to him as much but i like him um who else is there or uh Rio the Young, but he's from Flint. But yeah, Rio the Young OG, he's Rio hard, bro. Yeah. Rio the Young OG, yeah. I swear, Vezo, Peasy. <laughs> yeah, you know Peasy. what I'm saying? I know yeah, a lot I of my people, Peasy. my brother, they like Payroll Giovanni. Yeah, I like know. some 42 Doug. 42 um, Doug. Jay, Jay Swan's hard. I like him too. He, 
It's like under uh, with Cash Kid or they like our boys or whatever. He's I, you know, I I wish like uh, like Robbie Dizzle, Gio, Zaza. I wish they could link up. Yeah. With these brothers, man, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Gio has been working with a, with a couple people. He just did a song with uh, GT. You know who GT is? I heard of him, but yeah. I don't. Gio just did a song with GT, GT so or okay. he's supposed to put something out with him. So shit, my Gio's boy, uh, connection. Bag Boy Poe, he just uh, he just did a video with Sada Baby, yeah. man, and it was sweet, man. Yeah. My dog, my dog, sweet. I've been really getting into his music, checking him out. Yeah. And he's like a humble rapper. He reminds me of AZ. I don't know if you guys know who AZ is, but he used to be like, he used to mess with Nas and them. He was like yeah. more of a conscious rapper, you know what oh. I'm saying? But he just like real humble with it, but he's live with it, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, I like, I, I, I haven't I haven't heard of him before, but um, I'm going to have to check him out. But I, I like Sada Baby. That's probably my favorite Detroit artist, so. Mm-hmm. But T Grizzly though, T Grizzly. Yeah, T Grizzly's hard. Yeah, like he's hard. Like I was, uh, I was in a joint and his bunkie uh was a uh, little Sean. Now little Sean say he he was he was family to to T Grizzly. Showed me the pictures, hey, this, that, and the other. But that's how I got hip to T Grizzly was through my bunkie. And uh, I was listening. I was like, man, dog is hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? But by the time yeah. I got out the joint, he had already he was already there, bro. He yeah. had already blew up. Yeah. That first thing and then out. Emilio Cuevas, uh, his his brother was my bunkie at uh, in the joint in Macomb, and uh, Emilio was shooting videos for Sada Baby and T yeah. Grizzly, yeah. and he was sending me sending uh, his brother pictures. So I'm like, damn dog, like it's dope it's to dope, see yeah. you know somebody from Southwest coming up and doing films, you know, for brothers who have blown up, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, shout out to Emilio. He shot one. Uh, he shot a video for me too, a couple years back. Um, yeah, that was that was dope when he was doing that. He shot a couple videos for them and was down with them in like Miami or something. And um, yeah, yeah, he got to do some cool stuff. Who do you him. use to shoot your videos? <clears throat> Jerry Reed is who uh, shoots most of my videos right now. He's That's a household name so. for sure. Jerry Reed's film god, film god. Follow him on Instagram, film god. But Jerry Reed on everything else. Um, and uh, Arturo, do you know Arturo? He's from uh, Southwest. He's. Mm -mm. I'm sure I'll him, meet him sooner or later. They call him Junior. He's he he helps. They shoot them together usually when they shoot for me. So, listen, man, we gotta uh, definitely. There's now now that things are opening up and the world's going back to you know you know somewhat normal. You know, yeah. uh, things are opening back up. People are getting live. People are getting excited. We got events coming up. Um, what, hey, Jose, what's the name of the uh, festival we got coming up, man? The Detroit Freestyle Music Festival. Detroit Freestyle Music Festival is coming up, by. and then uh, we got uh, the the Corridos Trap Trap Music Festival coming up. That's a uh, Southwest uh, Mexican Sombra and them boys. Um, we got uh, and 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 uh, the the Detroit Freestyle scene. Uh, you know, you know they got sponsorship from the El Nino podcast. We on deck with that for sure. So you know, I, I ask that you know anybody uh, partake and find your place in that because it's definitely going to be legendary, man. It's going to be dope. And everything that we doing from here on out, even with the cipher we did, us bonding, connecting. Yeah. I'm about to hook you up with everybody I know, yeah. and I want to see y'all work together. I want to get on that cipher, bro. I want to do that. I got you, bro. I just, bro, it, it's not easy to get 10 people together, yeah. No, yeah. you know, especially artists, you know, like, like Bag Boy Poe. Every time I called him, he was out of town. Geo's yeah. come just getting into town and, you know, everybody's got shit going on yeah. and it's like really stressful, really yeah. challenging to get everybody. But I'll tell you what, I think that as things get better, you learn how to manage things better and, and you get into the momentum of things. But yeah. I want to continue doing these ciphers, yeah. you know what I'm saying, with local talent. Yeah. bringing new brothers to the definitely, circle and letting them do their thing i got you bro i'll tell you what i do it again bro you on there hands down now we were talking earlier you were talking about creating your own lane like what did you mean by that so like i've been like i've been making music for a few years now you know and, and that has its ups and downs you know and trying to grow and you know, you put some stuff out and it does well, and then sometimes it don't. And, like, there's so many different artists out there and rappers and stuff like that. So I started trying to think of ways that I can make myself stick out besides just being a rapper. Mm -hmm. So I started doing a lot of, like, funny stuff. I make funny type of videos or funny statuses or whatever. Like, trying to be, like, kind of being like a Facebook comedian damn near, you know, like shooting little funny videos and then promoting my music underneath it. 
you know, and from starting to do that, I had like got hip to like TikTok and I got on TikTok and uh, started doing funny videos on there to try to get more fans of me. That way I could be like, here, look, I can make music too. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I made this funny video, you might laugh to it, but maybe you'll like this music too. <clears throat> so I started doing that and um, I built up my fan base pretty big on TikTok. And then, um, you know, I would do all different types of videos and I started doing like funny style raps, you know, like whatever, you know, and about whatever funny type of stuff, women or whatever, you know, and they would do well. I've got some videos on there. I got video on TikTok. That's a funny video of me rapping. It has like over a million views on there. So like this is getting like big numbers, you know, so from doing that, I kind of feel like I'm probably going to try to start taking like a comedy lane with my music a little bit try to do a little bit more funnier types of things like i don't know maybe like a like almost like little dicky or something like that you know what little dicky is mm -mm. you never heard of him no look i know up. little nasty <clears throat> yeah you don't know who little look nasty up, is look yeah. up look up little dicky when okay. you got a chance he's he's super dope he actually got bars so he'd be going crazy so maybe something like that kind of like concept type raps or comedy just to make myself stand out more than the regular person who's rapping man that's that's dope bro that's uniqueness that's genuinity that's that's Kane Perez you know what I'm saying that's yeah. sweet that's a great idea and uh you know mm -hmm. no matter what whoever tries it it's cool I hope you succeed but at the end of the yeah. day I know that you hone your crap bro you yeah. know what I'm saying everything that you do is going to be a reflection of, of you your personality your character your belief system all that type of stuff so it's cool because you don't stick to like one genre of music you yeah. know what i'm saying you yeah. spread yourself out but the thing about it is when you add humor to music like everybody can't do that yeah. you know what i'm saying and it does, you gotta actually be able to be funny you know or, mm -hmm. or think of good concepts or stuff like that or be able to tell a story to be able to do it mm -hmm. which is like which is it's kind of it's funny the story itself is funny because the first song I ever made was really like a funny type of song because it kind of was like a joke. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's how it started off and it did well. And then I never did it. I didn't. I was like, tried to, mm -hmm. you know, be. You ever heard of the farmhouse? Mm -mm. Okay. You, you don't know Miguel Reyes, the culture creators, EJ and them? No. Well, listen, man, these are some good brothers, man. And we just recently, uh, uh, this past weekend, went to an event that they had at, at the farmhouse. This is another property that Miguel Reyes owns. Mm -hmm. And they had, like, people from Ohio, Indiana, uh, Detroit, everybody was performing. My man Zaza Juan performed, yeah. and he did his thing. And the thing is, is he's just not a performer. He's not just like, like bro, like, he moved the crowd like no other artist mm -hmm. there because he can get into the music. Like, he can play the roles. He, You know, he's very distinguished, just like you are yeah. bro like everybody can't add humor to music and still yeah. make it sound good and good vibe and him he had his own aura bro like he took command of the crowd they had no choice but to enjoy what he was doing you know what i'm saying yeah. and everybody can't do that either yeah. being in front of a camera and doing a video and just this that and the other but he yeah. gets into the music yeah. like he acts the music out yeah. i mean you know what i'm saying it like, it's almost like acting you know what i'm saying like rapping yeah. when you're doing it because you have to you're trying to capture a certain type of energy or emotion the same way like if he was literally acting, you know what I mean? So like those are things that interest me though, like making music and acting and comedy. And it's like, I want to try to do all of those things, you know what I mean? Like, like, or like maybe like Jamie Foxx, like obviously he was a singer, but he was a stand-up comedian. He made music. He did funny type of stuff, was on TV shows, all types of things. Like that's kind of what interests me and what I kind of want to try to shoot for going forward. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And and that's dope because, you know, he, he was a multitasker. He was a, a singer. He was an actor. He was, you know, everything, you know. And, and, uh, and it's important to be able to constantly cultivate the creativity in who you are, bro, and not stick to one lane, yeah. but, you know, to be able to uh, not only fit in with everybody else, but yeah. also stand out in your yeah. own right, bro, your own yeah. God-given rights that you have with your yeah. skills, like, like it's dope, man. Yeah. And and you're going to still grow up. You're still young. You're still mm -hmm. growing in the business. You're still growing in music. You're mm -hmm. experiencing things, going through different things that are going to change your music, yeah. you know, are going to help your music evolve. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. And I swear I can't wait to hook you up, bro, with all these great brothers that I met, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about videographers, photographers, promoters, artists, rappers, dancers, singers, uh, grupos. You got Los Astros. You got uh, Grupo Monte. Mm. Grupo Monte. Like, you got, man, just so many people that I went. Yeah. And they're all your age. Yeah. They're all young brothers. Everybody's hungry. Everybody just wants to do something positive. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, And eventually, I want to see everybody reap the rewards of their work, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah, but um, you know, we come to the. Did, did you ever? Did you end up bringing anything with you? A sentimental value? No, I didn't. I couldn't think of something that I wanted. Me to bring, I swear, yeah. for the past three, four already episodes, either I forgot it or you know something. I couldn't think of nothing. I tried to sit and think of what. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I don't really hold. I don't really have. I don't know. I'm not like a sentimental. You don't got a favorite hat or a favorite pair of drawers or socks or stuff. And it's crazy I because I think I, everybody's. I, in my yeah. mind, I'm like everybody's yeah. got a sentimental value, and it's. I mean, some item of sentimental yeah. value, and it's not always like that. Yeah. You know, I can pull out like, twenty I, different I thought, things. I thought about bringing. Um, I didn't. I didn't have time. But the one thing that I did think about bringing was this plaque. It was a plaque that mm -hmm. my parents had made for me. From when I made my first uh, mixtape, mm -hmm. they made it look like a record plaque type of thing, and like it was like platinum. Oh, that's sweet! But it's hanging on the wall in my apartment or my my old apartment. Mind out, my brother lives there now, but I don't live there anymore. So if I would have had it at home with me, I would have brought it with me. But I thought about bringing that, but I was like, I don't know if it's of sentimental value, like that absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, very that's much. It is. That I very much. Hold on to. Hell yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. um, it was like, a, um, you know, like they were showing me support of like trying to like show like you can do this or whatever. You know what I mean? And show mm -hmm. me of that support of what could come, you know, if I keep going at it and try. So, bro, what was it like living in Wyandotte, bro? Like, it's beautiful. I go out to Wyandotte all the time. Like yeah. prior to me going to prison, I'm like, I, I don't mess with Wyandotte too much. Yeah, I done got right. busted. They caught right. me with the weed. Cops, cops, I, go there, yeah. I go to jail. I get yeah. followed. I get harassed. But yeah. now it's like I go over there on Biddle and Oak by, yeah. what is it, Whiskey's on the Water yeah. and just by the river. Like, I love it out there. It's yeah. very nice, bro. Peaceful weed. Uh, my daughter took me to a little burger shop called Joe's. Yeah, uh, Joe's there. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's the coolest little they spot that I've ever seen. It was a little guy singing on the corner and yeah. shit. I had him serenade my lady for me, threw him a few dollars. <laughs> like, I just love the whole vibe, man. It's yeah. just real community, yeah, real laid back. It's, cool. it's, a, it's a nice little city. And like it's cool, so it'll be nicer when they got mariachis walking through the park. You know, there's more and more, uh, more and more people are coming to wind up from different places, though. So it is getting more like diversified. When I first came out there, it probably, like I said, it was like I was one of the only probably Mexicans, not many. But you know what I'm learning about Wyandotte, bro? Like, they got their own uh, electric yeah, company. They got their own, they got their own water, yeah, gases, everything. Yeah. I was yeah, like, damn. Cool. They got all that shit. They got their own No table. wonder they wanted to keep us heathens up <laughs> out of there. <laughs> Everybody moving out there. But yeah. no, yeah. So it's getting more diversified, too, though. Like, more and more people are coming through there. Like, especially when I go to the bars, too, now. You see all different types of people. It's dope, through. man. I like you know? it. I enjoy it. And, and you know what? It's, it's the people that create the peace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because before, like, they had clubs like Liquids and different places and Wyandotte, different clubs, and people would go there and just bring the bullshit mentality yeah. that they had and bring it with them and destroy something that is nice, something yeah. that is good, something that was created to have fun. Yeah. But now I think that, you know, a lot of people have changed their ways yeah. and starting to see life from a different light, different perspective, want to go places and enjoy things yeah. instead of, you know, going here and staring at everybody and who's yeah. this, this, that, and the other. Like, it's I'm not worth it for doing all that and causing them problems, especially now because you can't get it you don't get away with nothing probably back in the day you could but now with all the cameras and everything hey it's crazy it. because as society transitioned to that so did prison i when we were in prison like when we first went there we was tearing guys up because there was no cameras there was blind spots everywhere we would tear your ass up and, and, and go take a nap you know what i'm saying eat a sandwich go to chow but now they put cameras in there like the whole thing is under surveillance so whether you have integrity or not you're going to think twice about what you do because now you're being watched. You got yeah. a camera in the same thing way out yeah. here. Yeah. But then again, it really ain't all that way because I'd be watching America's Dumbest Criminals and I'd be like, dog, you straight on camera doing right. this Mickey caught, Mouse shit. Caught in 4K. Like hey, I see these guys, they rode up on a motorcycle, jumped out, and one went to go throw the brick at the window and he hit his homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> and it hit him in the head and it was in yeah. front of him. Yeah. Knocked him out. 
I think I oh my too. god, that was some goofy ass I think shit. I've seen that video too. Yeah, he had the brick about to hit the window. His homeboy walked in front of him as he about to hit the brick, knocked him out. He got caught. His homeboy on the bike took off. I said, "Golly, bro, you know it's funny though. Where, where would we be without them? You know." But listen, man, uh, I really appreciate you coming here, bro. We're at the point of the show where we're going to get you to sign the Wall of Fame. I appreciate you present yeah. here, blessing the mic, blessing the studio with your yeah. music, with your talent, with your presence, bro. Thank you. And, and this is just the beginning, bro. I told you I'm going to link you up with all my people, man. Let them know where they can find you at, man. Yeah, thank you for having me here. I appreciate that. Uh, you guys can find me on all, I'm on all social platforms. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok. Um, C-A-I-N-P-E-R-E-Z. That's how you spell my name, Kane Perez. Kane Perez on Facebook. Kane Perez underscore on Instagram. And Kane Perez 8 on uh, TikTok. Check me out, guys. I try to upload a lot of content, music, and stuff, so keep you guys entertained. Check him out, man. Show this brother some love. This real everyday people in your podcast. Thank Let's you. go hit this wall. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.